You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Adam and Eve. AdamandEve.com is like the biggest online superstore for all of your sex needs. They've got toys, they've got lingerie, they've got movies. It's pretty much a one-stop shop for everything sexy. Now, you'll get 10 free gifts when you order one item. Something for her, something for him, something you'll both enjoy, and six free movies, plus free shipping. All you have to do is enter code HOLLY at checkout. That's H-O-L-L-Y at adamandeve.com for your 10 free gifts. Remember how I said July was a month of milestones? Well, today's episode is milestone number two. It's my two-year anniversary. Yes, two years ago on July 19th, I released my very first episode of Holly Randall Unfiltered. Do you know who my guests were? Well, my parents, of course, because without them, I wouldn't be in this business and therefore I wouldn't have this podcast. And so we can all thank mom and dad for dragging me into this sordid business. Just kidding. I love my job. In all seriousness, though, if you haven't listened to that episode, episode one, Meet the Parents, you really, really should. Two years later, and it's still my favorite one. And if you don't know anything about my mother, Suze Randall, and her history in the adult business, you really need to take a listen because she will take you on a journey through what many consider to be the golden age of porn, the 70s and the 80s. My parents lived the real boogie nights. I've said this before, and I truly mean it. I'm still really so surprised at how successful this show has become. Some of you have been dedicated listeners since the beginning, and some of you are new, but all of you have contributed to a conversation about sex and porn, which I think is so important, especially now. As porn continues to face censorship and stigma, especially in this ever-changing world of technology, this platform has allowed the people who work behind the scenes— whether they be directors, producers, performers, or educators, to speak for themselves and give a voice to a deeply misunderstood industry. For me, this podcast has been such an educational experience. Every guest I've had on has been a teacher in one way or another. I've learned so much from my guests about themselves and about myself as well. I think about the lessons I've taken home from some of these interviews, how Kiss of Sins taught me about embracing all of our emotions, the good and the bad, How Vanessa Veracruz taught me about the power of forgiveness, even in the face of unspeakable tragedy. Mia Malkova encouraged me to look for a more positive relationship with food. And Lisa Ann taught me about the power of organization. There's Angela White's intellectual take on gender roles in pornography. Danny Daniels' ability to take her brand beyond just porn. Nicole Aniston's dedication to veganism. Chris Ryan's way of looking at monogamy and human relationships in an entirely different way. Honeygold's bravery and struggles in the face of so much pain. Carla Lane's inspiring confidence and her ability to love herself just as she is. And there's so many more lessons I've had the privilege of collecting from this platform's insistence that I sit down and just talk to people for an hour. What an incredible gift that I've been given. 
And I want to thank you all for taking this journey with me. So let's continue this journey with our next guest, someone who I really find is one of the most underrated performers in this industry because she's just wonderful in so many ways. She's beautiful, passionate, professional, and just such a pleasure to be around. The phenomenal Adria Fox. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have the lovely and equally as exhausted as I am, Adra Fox. <laughs> What's up, you guys? How's everyone doing? I love how like my introduction was like, we're both really tired, yeah, right? So <laughs> this might be a terrible episode. Don't, don't expect too much. No, don't I'm expect kidding, too kidding. much from us. <laughs> It'll still be fun. So you had a shoot that went pretty late yesterday. About three in the morning. Yeah. And sex was the last thing we had to do. Oh, God. So you never want to be tired for that. No, (laughs) no, you don't. Yeah, I had a night shoot yesterday for Twisties, and um, we finished, we actually finished, I think, at 1230. Like, we wrapped and, like, packed up the van by 1230. So it actually wasn't that bad. So I got home at, like, a little after one. But the thing is, is you get home, and then... You can't just fall asleep right away. No. You have to like calm down and like bring your brain back to reality. Mm -hmm. So it's like, sure, maybe you got home earlier, Mm -hmm. but it's like, what time did you actually go to bed? I know, exactly. (laughs) And I was like, I was so tired when I got home and I was like, oh, this is so great. I'm so excited to get my bed. I'm like going to fall right asleep. And then I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I laid in my bed and my legs were tingly from standing on them all day. Because when I shoot, I almost never sit down. Yeah. And like, then I felt itchy and what, restless like, leg syndrome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I have that so Same. bad. Mm-hmm. I think it's a woman thing. Is it? I think so. I feel like all women have That's it. That's true. I don't know if I know any guys that have that. I've never heard them complain about it. Maybe they just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a guy thing like, whatever. It used to be so much worse for me than it is now. And I still have never been able to pinpoint like exactly what causes it. Like it's not caffeine necessarily, but I mean, there have been times that it has kept me up all night. Yeah. Like all all night and mm-hmm. it's awful. It's so frustrating. Yeah. But it's gotten better like the last couple of years. I don't know why. I think a lot of mine is sugar and not enough water. If yeah. I like don't hydrate, I like can feel everything yeah. wrong in my body. <laughs> yeah. I don't drink enough water. That is definitely one of my biggest, biggest Careful. issues. I think that's a big issue with anyone that's on set for a long amount of time. Yeah. Like you just don't think about it. There's too much shit to do. Yeah. Unless you're Angela White, she drinks so much water. Yeah, she's perfect at everything. She though, is. So I know what the it's fuck. So <laughs> fuck you, Angela White. Fuck off. <laughs> Just kidding, Angela. I love you. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> Angela knows I love her. Angela knows everybody loves her. She is amazing. She is amazing. But so are you, and I am so glad to have you here. I've had a lot of people um, request you for like a long time. Well, thank you, everyone who's been requesting me, and thank you for bringing me on. Of course. (laughs) You're one of like my favorite girls, and I really feel like you're like, I hope that this doesn't come across the wrong way, but I feel like you're kind of underrated. (laughs) I feel like you're like, you should, I don't know, like. I think I stay very much like under under the radar radar yeah, yeah because like even before I got into this industry I thought a lot about like my family and my mm-hmm. future and I was like I never want to end up in like the newspaper you know yeah. and I don't know why I ever thought that would happen but like 
I just never wanted to like rub it in my family's face. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't do like a lot of the parties, a lot of like the appearance type things. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I just kind of chill, stay home, go to work and do what I need. And then that's it. Yeah, that makes sense. It's true. I don't see you at a lot. Not that I go to anything yeah. that anymore <laughs> either. Oh my God. I'm so over it. Everyone knows you though. So it's not like you really need to, you know, go there to show your face or and market or something. That's not necessarily true. Actually, when I went to uh, the AVN Awards last year and I was Bailey's red carpet date, like, Nobody that worked at AVN, like, besides Peter Warren, like, yeah. knew who I was. That's shocking to me. Yeah, like, someone, one one woman thought that I was um, Bailey's, like, agent or, like, oh. press girl. And I was like, no. Oh. So, yeah, trust me. Anytime that I feel like I'm so important and everybody knows who I am, I get I get thrown a little humble pie like that. I'd be like, you ain't that special, girl. <laughs> Reality comes in. And, <laughs> and the red carpet is, like, the perfect the place because, like, I go and I walk and then I stand and then people are like, can you move over so we can shoot Bailey? Oh. Like, can you get your mom out of the <laughs> And you know what's kind of funny is you could pass as her mom. I know. Like, you have I the know. same hair color, same eye color, right? She's got blue eyes. Uh, she has blue eyes, but mine are not green. Mine are mine are hazel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She and she's you know like I don't know. If, wait, hold, okay, let's do some math. I'm okay, forty, yeah, and she's can't. like twenty five or twenty four. So she's like fifteen years it's younger than me. It's still doable. Yeah, I, mean, I would if have you were to be really. <laughs> and believe me, it's getting to the point now where it's actually quite common that um, when I you know take down girls twenty two. 57 information, like shoot mm-hmm. their IDs and stuff. Mm-hmm. They were born the year that I graduated high school. And mm-hmm. I've met quite a few girls whose moms are either the same age as me or younger. Yeah. Is that weird for you? It's awful. Is it? It's the worst. Oh. It makes me want to throw myself off a cliff. Because you basically grew up in this industry. Yes. Yeah. So like for you, you're like, but I'm just still a little baby. I know. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's funny. I feel like I'm... A lot of times I feel like I'm the same age as the girls I'm shooting. Like, yeah, I you, forget that I'm a lot older. And, and you act like in a good way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, not like you're immature or like anything like that. But like, I think you very much keep up with everything. And like, mm. I don't know, you're very hip. Except for, <laughs> well, except for trap music. I don't know anything about that's trap okay, music. That's okay, me either. <laughs> or regga- reggaeton. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, actually. I don't like that stuff. It's pretty cool. I'm not into it. I mean, never mind me either. I'm like, bad bunny. Not into it. Right? Is he reggaeton? I, you know what? Oh, he's saying it. Maybe. I really don't know. I'm so sick of him. I don't know him. Him and Shawn Mendes. No. No. Oh, no. (laughs) Can't handle him. Cannot handle Shawn Mendes. It's the worst. Oh, Ugh, sorry. Anyway, radio music for me in general was kind of yes. I don't know why I still listen to the radio when like I have Pandora and Spotify. Same, but and I, I just got serious do. and like I feel like I found some new music through that. Mm. But like Spotify is like where I go and I'm like, okay, this is a shit I've never heard before. Mm. But the radio, it's like it's good to have on every once in a while. Yeah, but once you hear the same song four times in a day, it's like mm, and I don't the need same this. annoying DJ making horrible jokes. <laughs> Good God, morning radio is so bad. I know. It's unfucking real. I'm like, these people have jobs and they get paid a lot of money and they're not even remotely funny. And that's why everyone should listen to you in the morning. No kidding. <laughs> I'm not funny either. But I'm far more entertaining. Than yeah, the I'm more. Under, I'm just. I'm also. I'm also awful. No, you're. But I feel like <laughs> Shut I'm up. better than like the fucking Woody show. Oh, oh yeah. Oh god no. 
Oh, so bad. Have you also, okay, so since we're talking about like LA radio, and this is so like, so funny, our listeners are like, we don't care about this, <laughs> but I don't care. It's my podcast. I'm going to talk about whatever I want. You can do what we want. Um, do you remember the sound was 100.3? No, because I'm from Wisconsin. Okay, but you've lived here for a while. Like, yeah, don't you have all the good radio stations? Serious XM. I've had that oh, since I lived here. Yeah. Nobody, see, nobody can relate to like my, so basically what happened was it was like a classic rock station. Really, mm-hmm. really good, right? And it got turned into a Christian rock station. I heard about this. And like, I haven't taken it off my rotation. Oh, no. And so I'll just be like mindlessly going through. And then, to be fair, the music's actually pretty good. And I'll be like, do-do-do. I'm like, oh, this is a good song. And it's like, Jesus. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I got to change it. Because you don't want anyone else, like, around you. Yeah, God forbid should people, like, think I believe in Jesus. I mean, it's not that bad. It could be worse. I feel the same It could be worse things in life than, like, people thinking you're a Christian. But we still don't want that. No. All my Christian fans are going to be like, how dare you? Yeah, right. Sorry. I'm, I'm good with God. We're, we're friends. And Jesus we talk sometimes. Is super cool. <laughs> Anyways. This is wonderful. This is, this is going great. So <laughs> I blame it on my delirium from uh, not sleeping last night. I understand. Um, so we were talking before the podcast um, about shooting new girls mm. and like the differences between um, like being a photographer in the adult industry versus being like a mainstream photographer, mm-hmm. like a fashion photographer mm-hmm. and how it. I feel like our job is more difficult because a lot of times we're shooting brand new girls with no modeling experience, um, you know, maybe don't look the best from every angle like mm-hmm, a lot of fashion mm-hmm. models do. So, like, I've learned over the years how to shoot people in a certain way depending mm-hmm. on how they look. Like, mm-hmm. I light people differently if they have, like, a long nose or I use different angles if they have, like, mm-hmm. a big chin or no chin. Like, I've learned all these little nuances. Um and so that led us to talking about the first time I shot you, which mm-hmm. we can't really remember when that was. Right. We think it was a Lena Nicole shoot. Yes, for Twisties. For Twisties. But the, here's the thing, too, because I looked up on their website before um, the podcast to see what, like, the earliest shoot of you on there was. But they changed um, their, like, they changed the whole, like, build of the site. And mm-hmm. I think there's some stuff missing. Mm. So I think there could be something else. Because I, I feel like that wasn't the first time I shot you. I feel like we may have even done solos first. Yeah. Because I know the first few times I shot for Twisties was solos only. And yeah. I feel like there's some of them that I haven't, I haven't even seen. Yeah. So it's just like... Yeah, maybe they were just never released, or maybe it was solos first, and yeah, they've kind of just been lost in the. They were definitely released, but I think that they're they might be missing because you know I'm actually actually I'm positive that was not the first time that I shot you. I know I feel because I had already known your makeup artist, like I had already known your crew that day, so there was something before that. We just can't figure it out. But you said that, but you remember being terrible. I just remember. Okay. When I first started. I don't remember you being terrible, but I also have a shitty memory. <laughs> and you shoot so many people. So I was like, how can you necessarily remember just that? Yeah. And um, when I first joined the industry, I was like, I just want to have sex. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a model. I never mm-hmm. thought about being a model. So, like, I did not know how to position myself. And I've always been very, like, 
awkward with the cameras. Mm-hmm. Like I would just kind of stand and be like, what do I do with my hands? What do I That's do That's the this? biggest question yeah. everybody has is what do I do with my hands? And I still haven't figured it out. Really? Oh, I mean, I'm better. I, I think of it like a little bit better mm-hmm. now, but yeah, I just, I remember was not good at positioning myself. And I think truly like that's something you can learn as long like in this industry as long as like you like to have sex mm-hmm. and you enjoy your work mm-hmm. so I don't know like when I see a girl on set and she's new and she's like stomping her feet while she's supposed to be like walking gracefully mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. I'm like that in a month from now she's gonna have that down you know mm-hmm. so like I try not to judge them but at the same time I'm like girl <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I know. I wish it was like a modeling school. And it kind of used to be that way because, you know, before we had to churn out so much content in a day to make things, you know, financially viable. And before everything relied pretty much on just video, Mm -hmm. we spent a lot of time shooting girls and a lot of time coaching them and a lot of time telling them how to position themselves. And I would take photos of um, like before I had them adjust something and then Mm -hmm. after, and then I would have them come and look at the computer and be like, this is why I asked you to do this. Can you see why this looks better? And then they're like, oh my God. And, you know, and then you learn, but Mm -hmm. now it's like, we don't, I don't have the time. I mean, I still give girls direction, but I feel like I compromise a lot. Yeah, now. you can only do so much because, yeah. like, you do have budgets you have to work around. So yeah. you only have locations for a certain amount of time. And, right. again, just resources. Like, I feel like when – and you still, I think, when I look at, like, your photo sets, I think I can immediately tell because you actually put effort into, like, your surroundings, mm-hmm. like, the accessories and things like that which I think is something that was lost in this industry. Like people just don't really care about that stuff anymore. And um, uh, so, yeah, I still see that you do it. And I feel like you were able to do it. Again, you've been in this industry. So it's like you've seen a shift, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I don't really know where I was going with that. (laughs) We're just talking about how amazing I am and how much better I am than everybody else. And I just feel like that's a great train of thought. We should continue (laughs) So what else about me is so wonderful? (laughs) Oh, I could go on for days, Holly. (laughs) People think that I have this show to bring people on to interview, but really I just kind of lead you down this road where we I get you to talk about me. Eventually how great it is to be in your presence. (laughs) So enough about me, Adra. What do you think about me? Yeah, right. Oh, so good. But I mean, you're you're so graceful. You're a wonderful model. You're so easy to Thank shoot. You. Um, you. You're super professional. Thank you're you know always on time. Like, do you still feel like? How do you? Okay, so how long have you been in the industry now? Actually, um, in October it's going to be six years. So like five and a half years. Okay. Yeah. And then, how do you feel about the industry now versus like when you first started? Um. Uh, like, how do I? what part of the industry because I I mean I love it you know Mm -hmm. I love every part of it um as far as like have I seen it change yeah I feel unfortunately there's a far a lot more competition now than Mm -hmm. there was back in the day totally and like when I started everyone wanted to have sex with everyone you know what I mean like it was just like people were just having fun at work and things like that and now I feel like there is like that little bit of a shift so I'm Mm -hmm. like I wish we could just go back to like Everyone just having sex. You know Do you I mean? feel like everyone's more, yeah, combative now and comp- competitive now? Because, like, well, now everyone, too, has these resources to make money on their own. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. there's, like, that, too. 
You know, and I, I really just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just like a change in just like the world or mm-hmm. if it's like just basically this industry. Um, but on the other side of that, I've seen a huge shift in like the type of content that's being made nowadays. Mm. When I started, I feel like it was so gonzo heavy. No mm-hmm. one was really doing storylines anymore. And now you're looking at companies that are doing full on features that are, you know, very creative and things like that. So you know, I see shifts in all sides of the industry. Do you do you like that? Like, or do you prefer shooting Gonzo or do you prefer shooting features? It's really 50-50. Like, mm. I could never be, like, just a feature person. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's just way too draining on the body. But, every you know, every couple months to be part of a feature where you get to, like, build this product. And then at the end, you get to see it, you know, what the final product is and it's like wow I was a part of that and I was mm-hmm. there for that and you know I helped them with this and you know they helped me to you know get this part right and mm-hmm. make sure I was speaking in the right tone and you know really giving the emotion that they wanted and I do like that but at the same time it's nice to come to work being like we're here just to solely have great sex today mm-hmm. and I love that personally yeah mm-hmm. features definitely require so much more out of everybody mm-hmm. the talent the crew, mm-hmm. everyone. And um, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but nobody gets paid more for features, mm-hmm. but there's significantly more work. Mm-hmm. So like, much more work. And it's not always even like just physical. Like I was saying, it's emotional sometimes yeah. too. Again, for you guys, because you, if someone's not doing something right, you have to continue to shoot. It's like, why aren't you understanding? Like, I need this out of you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And of course you're not mean. No, one, no one's going to yell, but it's just yeah. like, it's stressful because it's just like, we need this, you know, yeah. and it's like, especially when you're putting your all into it. And especially when you, it's like, so I only recently started shooting for wicked now. And this is the first time that I'm shooting movies where I'm writing the script. I'm coming up with the concept. Thank you. Writing the script, um, casting it and shooting it yeah. and directing it. Yeah. So like, I'm more personally invested in this stuff than I was before you know, when I was shooting for Digital Playground and right. they just gave me a script, they're like, do this, this, and this, right. and this, you know? So, um, yeah, when I have people who, do, I don't want to say don't care as much as me, but maybe didn't read the script right. at all <laughs> right. or didn't even look at it, right. um, it's a little frustrating. But I also understand that, like, they might have been shooting, like, back-to-back scenes yeah. all fucking week and – Again, they're not getting paid more to do a feature. And, you know, they've been shooting late doing tons of stuff for other companies. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, really hard Mm -hmm. to put that kind of attention into, you know, your movie versus, like, somebody else's, you know? Like, everyone's time is is valuable, Mm. so to speak. Absolutely. Um, The other thing that's super stressful about features is, um, I mean, just scheduling it is really hard because we – generally don't have a lot of days to shoot movies. Mm-hmm. Um, like this next movie I'm doing for Wicked, I'm shooting in two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so excited. Yay. Um, so if one person cancels, like especially if it's the lead yeah. because of whatever reason, right. like you can't just replace that person. Like as it was seen, you know, with somebody else last minute, like, yeah. It has to be the right person for that role. And then if you've already shot them other days in that role, you have to reschedule the whole fucking movie Mm -hmm. and get all the same cast Mm -hmm. back to shoot that. 
And hope that they all look the same when they come back. Oh, yeah. No, I've had people come back. Like, they change their hair color. Yeah. They cut bangs. I've seen it happen. I'm just like, oh, my God. I've seen it happen. I'm like, well, I'll see you in another six months then, I guess, when yeah. your fucking hair grows back. I know, right? <laughs> I just get a terrible wig. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so what do you think? Um, so you've been doing some cool projects recently, you said, right? Mm-hmm, yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I can. Um, I mean, I can talk about, like, the basics. So okay. one of them was for Sweetheart Films and it was my first horror. Oh, like, fun. Horn. Yeah. So are you a fan of horror personally? Yes. Okay. I love, but I can't do haunted houses. Really? Mm. I, I get so scared. Really? I, I'm such a baby. I'm the opposite. It's actually super disappointing for me because it's impossible. No. It's really hard to scare me. <gasps> Literally, I scare myself in them. Like, really? I can see myself. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Who is I just, she? <laughs> like, these, like, guys in these costumes come up to me, and I'm just like, ugh. I know you're not real. No. I know that. I know. <laughs> like, I wish I yeah. could suspend the disbelief yeah. and get into it, but I can't. And then I just feel silly. And then I feel like I'm being a dick because I'm like, no, Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm it's like, I'm trying them. to be festive for real. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you're just not selling it for me. <laughs> even though it was a movie that I was doing, I still got scared like multiple times during it because you have to like kind of make it real, you know, right. like it's hard to be scared if you're not scared. Right. So they were like throwing rocks, but then there was times where they were coming up to like the tent that we were in, they would shake it. And like me and Charlotte Stokely was mm-hmm. in it and she gets scared of everything. So, <laughs> oh my God, she would scream and I would start screaming. I didn't even know I can scream. I literally like, my voice is usually fairly low. So like yeah. when I try to scream, I'm like, nothing comes out. Right. I screamed so loud. <laughs> so but that was perfect. wonderful. Sure that's the reaction that they want. Oh, yeah. It was perfect. It was wonderful. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. But it was the same, you know, like three in the morning, you know, and we're up in the Malibu mountains. Mm-hmm. And it's been super foggy lately. Mm-hmm. So trying to drive home. These super wind. Oh, I'm like, yeah. oh my god! I feel like I'm in a horror film. I feel like a witch is gonna come out of nowhere yeah. and get me. So that one was wonderful to be a part of. Um, and then the other one was for Deeper mm-hmm. with Caden and Manuel, mm. and uh, and she actually put herself in the scene. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, and she hasn't performed for a while. She yeah, she'll she'll put herself in like her own stuff ever so often. Mm-hmm. But this is the second threesome they have done mm-hmm. since they had even been married. So like this was, oh, I wow. was like, oh my god, I'm very excited to be yeah. here today. And I've always had a crush on Caden in mm-hmm. general. So I was like. Even to have her one-on-one is amazing. But mm-hmm. now to add Manuel to it. Yeah. Oh, my. And do you know the um, show Handmaid's Tale? Oh, yes. I want to say it's very, like, reminiscent mm-hmm. of that almost. Um, and when it comes out, everyone, you'll see what I mean. But mm-hmm. it it was very interesting. I, I'm I'm very excited for that one to come Well, Caden's a, a great writer and she's really amazing creatively. And she's very much into playing like the psychological angle mm-hmm. of scenes, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily just the physical. So I, I can imagine that that was like a really amazing and, scene. And um, Joanna Angel was by her side directing as well. So it was oh, really? Like, yeah. So it was like both of them on set. And then, so wait, was Joanna also directing that scene, or was she? Doing she did else? direct that scene, and then she also did a scene in this. So it was a two day thing, uh-huh. and so the first day was 
Joanna Smallhands uh-huh. and then Evelyn Claire. Okay. And then the second day was Joanna was, she was there and she was directing. Her and Caden are both directing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was kind of helping direct that day, but she also did like a little cameo as a waitress. And it's so funny. <laughs> little Joanna. That's so interesting because I feel like they both have a very different style. Like Joanna's really funny. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. her stuff is hilarious. Have you seen, like some of my favorite trailers that she's been putting out lately with small hands has been, um, the, uh, Baby the babysitter one. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. I love how they took like one of the most basic, boring porn themes and just amped it up to like next level mm-hmm. and made it fucking hilarious. Amazing. So funny. I know. I love them. But it, it's interesting being on set with them because their brains work almost the same. Mm. Like they, they think of all of the same things. So they make very different products, mm-hmm. but their brains work. Very much the same way. So it was really cool, like, watching them work next to each other. That's really cool. hmm yeah. How has it been for you um, seeing how there's, like, more women directing now than mm. men? And do you feel like there is a distinct difference between being directed by a woman versus being directed by a man? Yes, definitely. Um, I think, like, earlier when I was going on saying, like, the change in the industry of there's a lot more features and things like that, mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is coming from the female directors. And the men, while they make great product, I feel like it's just more of, like, gonzo. They mm-hmm. they kind of want to get it done. Like, they just want it to be dirty and mm-hmm. raunchy and things like that. And I feel having a woman behind it, you can get a lot more passionate, artistic, creative types of products Mm -hmm. from that. So Mm -hmm. again, I love both. I love doing both, but yeah, working for a woman is, I feel much more comforting on a woman in general, Mm -hmm. having another woman there. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also it's just creative wise. I feel like it's always just a lot more passionate and fun and Mm -hmm. paid attention to. Yeah. Yeah. The little details. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've never been directed by a man or a woman. Well, but but yes, (laughs) I I know what you mean. Um, I I do think that uh, we have, it depends, you know, it's like, I don't want to lump every thing and just make it like one sex can do this and the other sex can't. Of course. But I do think that women definitely tend to have like attention to detail that, you know, sometimes men don't always have. They kind of just look past. Yeah, Yeah. You know, just like, I think maybe because we're so like, when we look in the mirror, we see that our hair is fucked up and we Mm want to fix it, you know, Mm -hmm. whereas like. A guy doesn't – that's, like, the one thing that I note. Like, I don't know, like, stupid shit to me that is important to me, like, how a girl's hair lays when yeah. she, like, lies down mm-hmm. is, like, important to mm-hmm. me. And if it's not laying a certain way, then, like, I am so, yeah. like, Yeah, because you can look like San- Sonic the Hedgehog so fast. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. No, no nobody wants that. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then uh, we'll be right back. Today's episode of Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Care of Vitamins. Summer is coming, and this season make health and wellness a priority. Of course, there's the basics to maintaining a healthy lifestyle, exercise, diet, sleep, but are you also making sure that you're getting the right vitamins? I don't mean a generic one-size-fits-all multivitamin that you grab off the store shelves, I'm talking about a specific set of vitamins tailored to your individual needs. That's why the only vitamins I take are from Care Of. 
If you're a busy person like me, there's a lot of things that can get in the way of getting your daily vitamin needs that are so crucial to your health. First of all, I don't have the time or desire to do tons of research to find out exactly what vitamins I need. Secondly, I really don't want to waste time wandering the aisles of my local vitamin store, unsure of what to buy. And third, I'm really bad at sitting down to unpack all of these different vitamins from a multitude of bottles and organize them into a week's worth of supplements. This is why I am so happy I found Care of Vitamins. Care of makes getting your daily nutritional needs so easy. All you have to do is go online to takecareof.com and take their easy five-minute quiz, which will ask you questions about your diet, exercise habits, sleep routine, and so on. Do you feel sluggish, have digestion issues, or maybe have trouble sleeping? Care of will help you pinpoint whatever it is that plagues you and come up with a custom vitamin package just for you. The vitamins are shipped right to your door and you get this nifty little standing box that easily dispenses your daily packet of vitamins, which you can just slip into your purse or pocket on your way out the door. The best part is these little packets are made of biodegradable, compostable materials, so they are environmentally conscious as well as being incredibly convenient. These vitamins truly do make a difference in my day, especially on long shoots where I'm working overtime. And if a subscription service makes you nervous, just know that you can pause or cancel your deliveries at any time directly on the website. So do something good for your body and see what a difference getting the right supplements can make in your life. Go to takecareof.com and use code HOLLY25 for 25% off your first order. That's takecareof.com and use code HOLLY25, H-O-L-L-Y-25 for 25% off your first order. Take care of your body with care of vitamins. And we're back. So, Adra, um, I want to ask you something that I ask almost all my guests when they come on. How did you actually get into the industry? I feel like mine's such a common story. Like, I feel like everyone started the same kind of way. Uh, I was webcamming, and then John found me, and I flew out, like, literally the next day. And I told my mom, I was like, I'll be home in, like, a week. And I never went home. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, this is fun. <laughs> so, what was your first scene like? Uh, my first day was, so it was two scenes. And the first technical scene I did was me and a girl, Katie Parker, if you remember her. I do remember yeah. her, the blonde girl yeah. with the big natural boobs. Yeah. Uh, she was well, hot. Oh, no, they weren't that big. Um, they were like, okay, Katie with a C or yeah. Katie with a K? Katie with a C. I mean, they were like C's. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh. Maybe for her size, like her size, they yeah. looked big. They were Maybe like, that's what it was. They were like double D's. Like, they were really I'm, nice. When you say big boobs, I think of Angela White. Oh, yeah, they were not Angela White. <laughs> they were not Angela. I, I don't know. To me, like anything bigger than a B is huge. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> um, so that was technically the first scene. And then right after that was like an eight girl orgy for. I think it was a company like Hotbody or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So that was my first day. How was that? Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I wanted to just like have sex with girls and like I, okay. I joined doing girl, girl. So I was like, this is awesome. And then I like very quickly, I met Seth Gamble. That oh. was it. I met Seth Gamble and I was like, I want to have sex with boys. <laughs> that's all it took. Yeah, that's all it took. Wow. And he was working with somebody else that day. We were on like an X art shoot mm-hmm. and I was like, 
that guy's really pretty. <laughs> like, really, really pretty. And I tell him this story all Seth's the time. Seth's gateway drug. He's, he's, he <laughs> was girl, my girl, boy, boy girl, girl gateway drug. <laughs> But yeah, so that was, that was it. It was wonderful. Were you into girls before you started in the industry? I only dated girls. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I do not want to touch boys. <laughs> but now you're, you're with a guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I know. Life is weird. And you guys have been together for a long time. Almost five years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting too. <sighs> People always say, like, back when I was young, I would meet guys. They're always like, you, you just haven't met the right guy yet. And I was always like, fuck off. But then I'm like, well, wait, this technically they were right. Fuck. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, just meet Seth Gamble. <laughs> and then how is he with uh, your career? Like, you guys don't have any issues? Because he works in the industry as well. He right? does, yeah. So, you know, of course, in any relationship, in any line of work, mm-hmm. any line of work, working at Home Depot, there's going to be jealousy, you know? Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, we're just so far over that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we've both been in the industry for long enough that we kind of understand, like, okay, this is work. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like, if I have fun after a set, cool. If he has fun after a set, cool. Now, if that's something he's going to start wanting all the time and not wanting me, okay, well, then, yeah, there's going to be an issue. You know uh-huh. what I mean? So it's like, but. So you guys can, I, so you guys kind of have an open relationship where, like, you could hook up with somebody outside of the scene. Yeah, but not like, you know, I couldn't, like, go on a date. You know mm, what I'm saying? Okay. Like, I, I couldn't, like, start dating somebody else. It's like, mm-hmm. we had a great day on set. We're going to, you know, do it one more time, and then mm-hmm. we'll all go home. Okay. So it's like. I don't know how to explain that. I guess technically, yes, that's open, but it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to sit here and get this person's number and talk to them, and he wouldn't do that. The right. Because mm-hmm. once it becomes like that emotional connection, yeah. then yeah. it becomes a problem. Yeah. And sex is fun. That's why we're in this industry. So it's like, I can't get mad about that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> do you um, feel like at one point you want, you would want to be like completely monogamous? Like, if you ever, like, say you weren't working in the industry, do you think that that would? be my future yeah you know the older I get I really don't think so like Mm. when I first got into this industry I thought it was going to be very hard for me because Mm -hmm. again I did want to have sex with a lot of people but I've always been a very emotional person so Mm -hmm. I was like I could never like differentiate that I didn't think Mm -hmm. but now as I'm getting older I'm like I would love to share and like I would like to have someone who would want to share me as Mm -hmm. well um so yeah I don't know Life is interesting. Changes a lot. So yeah. as of right now, I don't think I could be monogamous, like 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the great thing about like human sexuality is that it's, you know, so open and varied and We're different for everybody. Explore. And that's why like I get kind of get frustrated by people who, you know, like if they don't understand why people can have an open relationship, they assume there's something like you know, sick and twisted. They don't love each other. They don't actually love each other. It was interesting. I had um, Dr. David Lay on my podcast a while back and he's a sex therapist. And he said that before he um, kind of really started to look at human sexuality, um, I think he was um, treating, he was like working with some people that were swingers, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, he said that his immediate assumption was that, you know, these people clearly like, 
you know, must have issues, mm-hmm. commitment issues. Um, you know, there's something kind of psychologically wrong with them if mm-hmm. they're having sex with, with other people. And then he said that the more that he kind of looked into it and the more swingers he met and the more uh, people he interviewed, he found that like swingers had like the best levels of communication yeah. and they were like the most intimate and mm-hmm. seemed to have the healthiest relationships mm-hmm. and it completely changed his mind. And Definitely. he realized that he brought, you know, his own personal biases into of the course. equation. And I think that goes for anything, even like before I got into this industry, I wanted to do this forever. Like mm-hmm. I, I've always been very interested in this industry, but when I was contacted, I was like, Oh my God, like I don't want to go to some like dirty hotel motel mm-hmm. room, you mm-hmm. know, with, some shady guy in a camera. And that was my assumption of porn. Was it that at all? No, I, that has never happened to me. So it's like, I think you do like go into things thinking a certain way, but it's so true. Like if you can be with somebody and be completely open and communicate and say, you know, this is how I'm feeling. How do you feel about this? You know, where's, you know, there's no, no one's clashing, no one's fighting. But if you're in a relationship where it's like, no, don't ever talk to me about that. I have no interest in it. You're going to start fighting about things. It's like, I don't feel like I can even talk to you. Like, you know, I'm almost walking on eggshells or whatever that saying is. So, yeah, to me, I'll never understand the open relationships. People don't love each other. Yeah. And there's so much love in that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's definitely, um, I've I've. They definitely see, I mean, my parents were swingers, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they are still together Yeah, all these, all 50 years later. But again, monogamous relationships are super awesome too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a monogamous relationship yeah. and I don't think um, I could do swinging. I know that he's not interested in that yeah. and that, and that works for us, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely not like against people who obviously exactly. do, you know, that works for them. I mean, it's like, it's different for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. What is the one thing that surprised you the most when you came into the adult industry? Like what was the for like the biggest misconception that you had that was dispelled once you came in? Was it the dirty hotel room <laughs> scenario you just talked about or was there something else as well? I think like the dirty hotel room thing, the shady people definitely was big, but I think Honestly, time. Like, Mm. I never thought it would take so long to shoot a porn scene. Mm. And not even in a bad way. It's just like, I think, like, the first day when I was on set, I was on set for probably, like, 15 hours that day. And I was just like, wait, what? This is what my life is about to become? (laughs) Like, I was not ready for that at all. But some days are I'm literally on set for three hours. You know what I mean? So it's like... Those days that you shoot with my quasar. Yeah. Fucking love Quasar. He's so famous for getting people in and out so quickly, and I have no fucking idea how he does it. He just fucking corrals everyone into a room, and he's like, get it done. (laughs) But make it good. Yeah, I know, right? It's like hurting cats sometimes, I swear to God. Oh, I believe it. Especially when there's multiple girls. Mm -mm. (laughs) Some girls just take, like, forever to do everything anything yeah anything yeah. i don't know what it is like i can't These put my phones it's not even that sometimes like girls just like taking out all of their clothes and like laying it all out for you to look at everything and then they have to fold it all back like just everything they do takes forever yeah and just, like, the fuck up. <laughs> we got shit to do oh, no. like, do you want to be here all day no. and then the, it's almost like inevitably those are the ones who are like oh my god how much longer it's oh like, yeah well bitch if you didn't take so fucking long to unpack your suitcase we literally could have left we an hour would be out of here yeah. 
That's <laughs> so fucking true. Some people are just slow. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, they're just slow. Like, oh, I got to put on lotion. My knees are ashy. take <laughs> <laughs> 10 years to put on lotion. <laughs> I'm old now, thanks. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, um, being a, what, I think you could consider yourself like a veteran by now. I would give myself a few more years. A few I more think. years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Am I aging you? Oh, I feel like veterans, I would say probably 10 years. No? Okay. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Um, what advice would you give to new girls coming into the industry? What's oh, like man. the one thing you wish you had done? <sighs> You know, honestly, I wish I had taken a business class. I think everything that, like, I would give advice about two girls falls under everything that I would have learned taking a business class. Mm. But then also, please just learn how to take care of yourself. Learn how, you know, hygiene is so important in this industry. Not even just, like, your mouth. Just what you eat, Mm -hmm. the water that you're drinking. Just really look into things. You know, you're having sex with so many other people, so many different people. You know, they have different pHs, different lifestyles. You know, that's going to change you as a human being. So it's just like really learn to take care of yourself. What do you do to take care of yourself? A lot. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, like I, I have like. Anything that like goes wrong, I'm like, oh, I, I, I know something for that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I think the most important things are I drink a lot of water. I try very hard to eat healthy, especially when I'm on set. Mm. Like it, I, it sucks because there's like days where I go to set and I'm like, oh, they're getting pizza. Oh, that sounds so good. Mm-hmm. But if I eat pizza, I'm going to get tired. Yeah. I, I don't know. And like, you know, things just, it, it shows, you know, yeah. on, on, on us. So, you know, I try to eat well, especially when I'm on set. Working out, yoga is so good, not only for your body, because being flexible in the industry is very important, mm-hmm. as I'm learning, but also for your mind. Yoga helps so much, It, you know, just to calm you, just mm-hmm. to, like, feel your body and, like, okay, your hands, your arms, my legs, yeah. you know, everything. You feel it. So I think yoga is very important to just, like, center yourself. Yeah, it's a good um, kind of like forced pause and yes. um, controlled breathing. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel different in the morning if I take a yoga class. Yeah. Like it sets my brain on a different level for the rest of the day, yeah. for sure. That last position, Shavasana, anytime oh, they take – it's so funny because it's such a simple position. You do it every day when yeah. you go to bed. You just lay down. Yeah. but. You're not mindful of it then. No. You know what I mean? So it's, and you also just pushed, like, you also just did, like, an hour of yes. this certain kind of breathing. Mm-hmm. And you did these positions. And you kind of tired yourself out. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so what do you do about, um, like, hygiene? Like, what do you do specifically? Because I know different girls have different methods. Um, for me, I love Hibiclens. It's just like an antibacterial soap that they use in hospitals. Um, but then there's also a soap, like an antifungal soap that just has like tea tree, eucalyptus. There's wipes called defense wipes. Mm-hmm. They use it a lot um, for like jocks and like people who do wrestling, football, things like that. To help like prevent like staff ringworm, or ringworm. staff. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And unfortunately that is something we have to worry about in this yeah. set in this in this industry. People do a lot of stuff outside of work. There are yeah. wrestlers, uh, ta- taekwondo fighters, you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. 
that's where a lot of the time they pick things like that up, you know, and then they bring it to set. So HIPAA cleanse is like a, it's like a body wash, right? Mm-hmm, Which mm-hmm. is really great, um, especially when you're rubbing your body up against another person's yeah. sweaty body. Yeah. And I know girls get a lot of like body breakouts, so especially much. on your butt. On the butt. That's on a the big problem. Chest a lot mm-hmm. of times because men love to kiss there, rub yeah. up against everything. Um, but then there's also just like, you know, your your kitty you have to yeah. take care of. And yeah. there's a lot of stuff that you can do for that. Um, and I try to like talk to girls about that a lot because mm-hmm. there are things that go in this industry that girls just don't even know that they have, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, you know, just a simple conversation with these girls and yeah. 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 So do you, um, do you douche before every scene? Okay. So we can talk. I don't know how. Oh um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Girl, we can so I, I do douche before scenes, but with, just water. I prefer it being like a bottled water, but mm-hmm. if it's just sink water, I don't mind. Um, but then afterwards, I do boric acid suppositories, and I make them myself. It's just 100% pure boric acid in a gel capsule, and that's a suppository. And then if I'm ever feeling like sore, like if I had done like a really rough Wait, scene, do you do you do that right before you do sex? No, I do it right after. Oh, okay. Or like if I'm not having sex, I'll just do it like once a week right before bed because Mm -hmm. it does, you know, come out. So you have to like wear a panty liner and stuff. But, um, and then if I'm sore, I'll put like a vitamin E, just like the vitamins, the gel capsule vitamins. Okay. That you take orally. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's like you didn't have sex. Like the next morning, it's all back to normal. You know what? That reminds me. Do you remember when we shot that feature film for Twisties? Yes. You were torn? Yes. Still learning at that time. I was very new. That was brutal. And didn't you, what did we do? Did you stick ice up there? I think, I don't know. No way. I don't think I would ever do that. But maybe sat on it for sure. Or like flush cold water up there. I just remember you were like in a lot of pain. Yeah, I think we had to do the scene the next day. No, no. What was so funny about it is I did two scenes in that movie and one of them was supposed to be with a boyfriend that I had a falling out with. And one of them was supposed to be with like this love connection I had just found. Yeah. But the day that I was hurting was the day of like the new love connection. So like the scene, we were talking about how like the scene with my boyfriend that I was breaking up with was like so passionate and like amazing. And then the one with like the new love connection, which was supposed to be that was more of like that. I think that's what we were like laughing about. Yeah. But um, I don't know what I had to do that day. It was, I felt so, I just remember feeling really awful for you. And you were trying like so hard to get through it. Like you yeah. really like, you I know mean, what I mean? I don't want to make the day hard for anyone, especially the male talent. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I don't ever want to make them feel bad, make them seem like it's their fault or something. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Yeah. I just kind of. I, I can't remember work. what we did. If we, I don't either. If we, I feel like we shot that another day. Mm-mm. We didn't, we did do it that we day. Finished. You're like, bitch, I went through that. Yeah. Don't you take that away from me. I fucking I did that done. scene with a torn vagina and I was in pain, but I did it for you, Holly Randall. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because I, I really, I guess maybe pride myself in the fact that like, if there's anything slightly wrong with me I don't want to go to work because I don't want to pass anything on and yeah. if I'm in pain yeah I know I can't like give that to someone yeah. else but I also just don't want to give them a bad scene mm-hmm. so like I really try not to work if there's something wrong with mm-hmm. me and but it was one of the situations that we were talking about earlier it was a feature exactly. and so you it's were like, the what star can you, do? you had it had yeah. to be you 
So it's like, there's nothing you can do. You kind of no. just have to put a lot of lube in there and hope <laughs> for the best. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Hazards of porn. Oh, it's wonderful. But you, you, you got through it because yes. you're a fucking champ. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to close with um, one of the questions that my Patreon members sent for you. And I'll be honest, I haven't read this yet, so I don't know what he's asking. We're just fucking going in the dark here. Um, This is – okay. Eric Crawford said um, he wants to know if you played any sports growing up and in high school and do you – if you have a favorite professional sport that you enjoy watching. Um, so I never played in like an like a extracurricular type mm-hmm. atmosphere, but I did do like cheerleading for a little while, like in a summer camp type situation. Mm-hmm. And then I played in like volleyball and soccer a lot, just like just to do it with mm-hmm. friends and stuff because I loved it. But no, I never was in it any like for school. And I'm from Wisconsin, so mm-hmm. I'm a Packers fan. I hate sports, but if the Packers are on TV, I have to fucking watch it. <laughs> They're football, right? They're football. Okay. <laughs> Good. Clearly, clearly you someone don't know. here is not a sports fan. <laughs> it's like, I'm not mad. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Adrian, for coming on. It was thank such a pleasure having you. And then can you tell everybody where they can uh, find you on social media and if you have any other plugs you want to plug, any yeah. websites or whatever? For sure, for sure. So, my Twitter and Instagram are both X Adra Fox with an extra X at the end. So X A I D R A F O X X. And then you can head over to AdraSnaps.com and hang out with me there. Ah, the private Snapchat. Everybody yeah. loves that. You know, it, it does well for the girls and it's very intimate for the subscribers. Yeah. So I think it's very worth it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's definitely um, taken off on a whole new level. It's pretty. Fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm on my way to go have sex with two people <laughs> for my Snapchat right now. <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> and then uh, you guys can follow me at Holly Randall on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, I actually have a, a private Snapchat as well where I don't have sex with people, but <laughs> sometimes you can watch other people have sex with people. Um, it's fancentro.com slash Holly Randall. I never plugged that. Get it, but- get it, get it. You should go check it out if you want to promote that shit. (laughs) Um, Otherwise, obviously, if you love the show, uh, contribute to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Holly Randall unfiltered. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. If you like my podcast, please make sure to give me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It helps me a lot. If you're not listening to me on the iTunes platform, then you can support me in so many other ways. Um, first of all, obviously, I would love it if you would join my Patreon. That's patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered, where not only will all of the donations that I get go towards making this podcast better, but also I offer really, really cool perks in exchange for your support. Um, don't forget that I have a new podcast called My LA Porn Job that I am doing with my assistant Eva and it is fucking hilarious and it is available only on my Patreon for only $5 a month. So that's pretty, pretty cheap and I promise we will make you laugh and we'll give you even more insight into this fascinating business that I work in. 
You can also join my Facebook group. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash Holly Randall Unfiltered to get access to other exclusive news about the podcast as well as just join our community. Don't forget too that I videotape all of my podcast interviews and you can access all of those at my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash C slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. You can also email us hollyrandallunfiltered at gmail.com. Or if you want to leave a voicemail to maybe ask a question for one of my upcoming guests or just leave a comment or tell us a crazy story or anything that you want to say, you can call us at 424-216-6967. So please send us an email, leave us a Facebook message, leave us a Patreon message, um, leave us a voicemail, and we will maybe get back to you on the show, um, especially the new podcast that I'm doing with Eva, My LA Porn Job. We'll definitely be uh, responding to some of your messages. And overall, we just want to hear back from you guys, want to know how we're doing, what you love about the show, what you hate about the show, who you want to listen to, All of that feedback is super valuable to help me make this show the best that it can be. One last piece of news. I plan on going to the 2020 AVN convention in Las Vegas, and I'm going to bring you this podcast live from the show floor. So that's another reason why I need your financial support, because that's going to be a very expensive trip for me. And um, I'm definitely not making the kind of income from the show yet to cover it, which is fine, but I hope to eventually get there one day. And with your help, I hopefully will. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you guys for supporting. I appreciate you so much. And um, I'm still like kind of flabbergasted that this show has done as well as it has. And I'm just super grateful for all of you. Next week on the podcast, I have the uber popular cam girl, Ginger Banks. I'm very excited to have her on. We're going to talk about the world of camming, which is definitely a different kind of world than the world of producing, which is what I'm used to. And we're going to talk about the controversial Cam Girls movie that she did for Evil Angel. Um, If you're on social media at all, you may have seen some of the drama around that. So I appreciate that Ginger comes on to kind of set the record straight and talk about um, her side in that whole thing. So make sure that you come back next week for Ginger Banks on Holly Randall Unfiltered.